Uh, no Smithy. Uh, Daniel McCarty in the chair for Smithy while he is at Cricket World Cup. And that's where we're going to start our final hour of today. We roll through to 12 o'clock before Staffy takes over. Coming up a little bit later, we've got a harness racing update for you and also the sports desk with Polaris. But right now, we are thrilled to welcome into our coverage here on SENZ, former New Zealand captain, long-time cricketing commentator, one of the more astute minds out there, Mr. J.V. Coney. Jeremy Coney joins the programme. Jerry, lovely to hear from you. I trust you're doing better than the New Zealand bowlers. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Yeah, no panic, though. No panic, boys. Two, two games to go. To get to, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, Jerry. I had the cha- I got the remote in my hand, and I could change the channel. But for some reason, I've just watched the last, the first nineteen overs of that Australian opening partnership, and one hundred seventy-five oh runs of nineteen overs. Quite extraordinary. And, and as much as we don't like doing it in this part of the world, you have to give a lot of credit to Warner and Head, who were quite sensational. But how, like, how much should we be reacting to the bowling efforts, maybe in the last couple of games? <coughs> Yeah, well, 745 runs from those last two games against our bowling attack. Um, not the attack only. You know, you've got 10 other guys, haven't you, who are, you know, fielders. Um, and, and it hasn't been one of our stronger suits in the last couple of games. I think probably four or five chances have gone down in each of those ma- matches once we've been put under pressure. And I think generally, Daniel, look, um, if you looked at the schedule as a whole, four easier games to start and we got through there. Sometimes equivocal venues where we thought they might be banana skins, but we got through. Then there were three games that were always going to be tougher. You know, Australia, India, South Africa. Australia, certainly after they had picked up the game before before that match in Durham-Sharley you just talked about. And then, of course, we've got in a, in a, you know, an even match coming up and an important one to finish. So we're kind of tracking, in terms of results, I think as expected, you know, according to New Zealand's ranking in this format. So um, as far as the bowlers are concerned, yeah, look, we bowl along the wicket. We have for years. Um, We don't, we're not like South Africa and not like India who hit the track a bit harder and therefore get some variation and bounce, sometimes a bit higher, sometimes a bit lower. So we don't have that, and then we've got to be honest about it, that the bowling itself, you know, we really only had, after Michael Bracewell was out, you know, early on, and we've kind of coped with that, but we've never covered the hole completely. And, and um, we've, we've basically got Latham handling as effectively a three-and-a-half-man bowling attack. We've got Henry Bolton, Santner, and Henry's now a bit of an issue, but those have been our three main bowlers. So we've kind of had to find 20 overs sometimes, and he's manipulated that okay. You know, Ravindra and Phillips have done their job, Ferguson is effective when we play against the weaker Asian sides. Um, Saudi is understandably short of a gallop after two to three months. And Nisham is good and bad, as he's always been. So that's a kind of, I think, from my point of view, an assessment of our bowling. So we've done okay there. We are going to have the odd bad day. And it's it's just a question, are we on the down track when we come up against Pakistan, who are a, 
who are themselves a slightly odd animal at times, aren't they? You know, in terms of they can be right up there and outstanding or they can be, you know, sometimes they, oh, I don't know what they're like, you know? Um, so it's an equivocal side. And then we've got Sri Lanka. So um, we're still in it. I think, you know, in terms of what people uh, might be following and watching, if we lose to Pakistan, obviously they come up to our points. Uh, and we still, depending on the size of that loss, we could still be ahead on run rate. Uh, and in Sri Lanka, we obviously have got to win one of those games minimum. Yeah. And the way Sri Lanka's going, if you don't beat them, you probably don't deserve to make a semi-final. But compounding matters with our bowling, those two type of bowlers who hit the wicket harder, probably Henry and Ferguson, um, have been out of the side. Well, Henry looked like he was bouncing back after that toweling he received against Australia. I thought he did quite well through five and a half overs against South Africa. But, uh, mm. you know, it, it hurts when you lose, you know, two bowlers like that, and they just don't really have an equivalent in that squad. It, it is going to no, be a big don't. loss, and of course, however long it is. A lo- yeah, and along the wicket bowlers, if it's not moving... And, it, and we know that the white ball, when well, we've seen it game after game, maybe three overs max, um, you know, uh, like Bolt, for example, relies on movement. Really, He's got other obviously very good skills around the wicket and all that sort of stuff and slower balls and knuckleball. But some of the other bowlers don't have that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we do struggle with that. Um, Saudi doesn't have that. He seems to have that off cutter and so on, but but not a lot more. And he's bowling at such a pace that you can't use the short ball against him now. You know, he's quite a tall lad, but he can't. He drags down. He's only at 120s. He goes the distance. So that is an issue, um, but we have to cope with it. I mean, to be honest, the immediate concern is the injuries, isn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, Williamson, a big blow early, came back, unluckily got a second one. Uh, is he available? We don't know. Uh, Southey, um, you know, experienced but becoming tired, uh, did a thumb. And can he feel the bottom of the ball? Hasn't played much, two or three months. Chapman's got a calf injury. Ferguson has a leg injury, apparently. Henry, obviously, a thigh or a hamstring. Nisham has got a thumb. Is it broken? We don't know. I don't know. Um, you might know more than those. But we're, it seems to me we're struggling to get 11, let alone the best 11. Now, Jameson's obviously on the plane, or, you know, I hope he's stretching out with those legs that go two rows, uh, you know, if you're an economy. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, got, he's got a couple of days only really to acclimatise and get into a pretty important match. Otherwise, we haven't got an opening bowler. So, you know, we're left wondering with all those questions. Um, And, you know, I suppose it raises the bigger issue, which is not to be debated yet, but uh, how many should a squad hold for nearly, you know, six weeks in a tournament? On, On what are sandy outfields? They look great on the telly. But, you know, if you try and slide on them or dive on them, you can see big divots coming up, can't you? So they're very sandy, and you can do a knee if you slide on the knee, slide, and so on. So leg, leg problems, you know, are an issue. Um, so I think that's really all we can say. They're the, I don't know what you feel about the batting. 
Um, obviously, it has done okay until the last match. Um, for me, I mean, I think we rely on Conway and Mitchell quite a lot. Um, Young hasn't let us down, and Ravindra's been outstanding, but you can't expect miracle from a young, miracles from a youngster. Yes. Um, yeah. Latham's out of touch, but Helly's been busy, captaining sides, keeping and doing all sorts of things, and making the wrong decision at the toss occasionally. Um, Phillips, well, two, two out of seven innings. Has he? I guess so. They won against the Netherlands and won the other night where it was gone already. Chapman hasn't really had many chances, and Nathan uh, Nisham did well on the, against Australia. I thought. So, so in a lot of ways, due to the nature of the draw, um, soft draw, and then running the gauntlet, and the gauntlet sort of punched us in the face. That New Zealand sort of playing where you expected, um, yeah, and as reflected by the world rankings, yeah. Well, we have, wouldn't you say? I mean, a, a win against the way that India and South Africa have been playing, and I think against South Africa, we did make an error at the toss. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You can, they can stand up like politicians and tell us, no, no, we'd have start, stuck with the same, same thing. No, no. Uh, you, don't, you don't hand another team the strengths that they have. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think we are sort of tracking that way and we come down to an even match now and Pakistan, as I say, uh, you know, they, they've had a, just had a big win against Bangladesh who have been very poor, um, 204 and then they chased it down three down Shafiq getting runs and Fakhar Zaman has come back and he got, he's got some runs. Of course, they've got Babar and Rizwan. They've got Iftikhar and Shadab in the middle order who are hitters. Uh, and they've got the bowling, of course. Shane Shafridi has come back, hasn't he? He's in the wickets yes, now yes. Uh, and tracking up rather than down. Harris Ralph uh, has bowled fast, but not quite the accuracy. But he's got pace. And Mohammad Wasim has been interesting too for him as their third seamer. So there is pace there and the potential of a bit of bounce and a wee bit of swing early on for Afridi. And then we've got to contend with, you know, Usama Mir as a leggy and then a couple of offies as well. So, you know, uh, we've got to contend in the power play. We cannot, with our batting, lose wickets in that power play. Conway has got to stay in somehow. And then we've got to get Mitchell back on track from playing the big drives. And when he doesn't, you know, he's got to get himself in. It's the old things. It's a it's a different game, 50 overs than T20. It is a it's a bit of a test match and part of T20. It's that fusion of those two formats, and and we've got to do both of those formats well. Yeah, and I'm glad you've highlighted Devin Conway because he started the tournament so brilliantly with that magnificent 150. It's the only time he's gone past 50 itself. I know he gets a brute of a yeah. ball against Janssen, the, the you know the left armer who's you know a million miles tall and it really leapt on him but he is just so yeah. central to everything New Zealand does Devin Conway he, he is um, he's a he's a broad spectrum batsman scores both sides of, of the wicket and so he is just so so key for us um, uh, the fielding has got to improve um, we're going to be playing the last two games at the same venue Bengaluru which is a smaller ground um, it has a reputation of being a high scoring ground and a decent pitch. There's only been two matches there in the tournament. 
Um, we can't really tell too much from the first game. England batted first and got 156, uh, and Sri Lanka passed them 160, only two down. And in the second game, Aussie batted first against Pakistan, actually. They played there once uh, and got 367. And Pakistan made a reasonable first, 305. So um, that's, that's the venue we'll be playing at. Um, we need to make a big effort, obviously, as I say. We've got to win one. If we win two, of course we're through. Um, I think, what have we got? Eight points still, haven't we? Um, yes. And South Africa, 12. And India, 14. They haven't lost a match yet. And, and Australia, eight as well. And um, Afghanistan are six, aren't they? Um, yeah, they've got the Netherlands and, next. That's an interesting game. That's tonight, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a, a, a game everybody who's following it to keep their eyes on because Netherlands aren't the worst, are they? They're a tidy, no. um, very predictable what they're doing, but they're not a bad side. They hold their catches. They're a tough little team, I think. They've done very well in the tournament. So that might be an interesting match. Afghanistan obviously are tracking quite nicely in the last couple of games. So, but it could be tight. Um, so... Be nice if they didn't get to eight, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jerry, before I let you go, and, and I'm not yeah. interested in you breaking down exactly what's happened at this tournament, but England, it's just a fascinating storyline. World champs, bottom of the pile. I know Joe Root's come out, and yeah, there's an argument of, you know, what else is he going to say, but he said that he would still pick his um, teammates over the Australian eleven every day of the week. So he's saying, man for man, they're better than Australia. You've watched a lot of them over the last couple of years uh, being in the UK. How have they lost their way in one-day international cricket? Or is it just, it's just one of those things where everything's turned bad overnight? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the, well, they're not doing anything. Particularly the batting in particular um, is a bit up and down. They haven't played a lot of T20, uh, sorry, T, uh, uh, ODIs over the last four years, have they? I mean, leading up to that 215, as you know, they played lots, loads and loads, put a yep. lot of money into Heaps. it. And so, yeah, and, and told the sob story as if, that would, as if no other side played lots and wanted to do well in the same way. Um, but nevertheless, um, they played well, they played in their home grounds, and they won that, won that match rather dubiously. Um, so this particular one, they've hardly played any. They played so much in other tournaments that have had conflict with ODIs going on at the same time. I mean, when they were in New Zealand, for example, played those two tests here, there was also yes, a series right. going on in Bangladesh, wasn't there? And so they couldn't get those players they wanted to play in their ODI side over to Bangladesh to play because they were already in New Zealand playing tests. It's that kind of clash that they've right. had, and they haven't had many games, I don't think, so they're not into the, into the flow of the whole thing. And um, that's, that's a major, I think. Secondly, I, look, I don't know, I think other teams have played very well against them too, haven't they? Um, New Zealand just cracked them. You know, we had... We played beautifully with the bat that evening. I mean, it was quite a surprise sitting there watching and saying, man, nine-wicket win? We'll take that any day or any year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you're right. It, it is a surprise. It is a surprise. The surprise part for me 
is that they haven't been able to get together and turn it around somewhere in the tournament. Um, they've had long enough, uh, and they have all have to... When, when you get in trouble like that, Daniel, I, you've been in teams, and all the listeners will have played a bit of sport. When you get in trouble, you go back to yourself, and you just, in a little bubble yourself, you get the very best out of yourself. You don't know the other players. You know the other players, but you don't know them as well as you know yourself. And you've got to be able to drive that person who you are and what it means to you and how important it is and the things that you do well and assess those things and use those in the games. You've got to go back to those kind of very basic things and not be worried about everybody else. It's too, there's too many things to think about. Jerry, love it to hear your voice. Love it to chat. Do appreciate it, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll look on the bright side of life. Could be worse. We could be Sri Lanka, who lost a game by over 300 runs last night. A, a truly extraordinary. Thanks for your time, Jerry. Hopefully we can catch up real soon. Yeah, Daniel. Thank you.